whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we have a special guest joining us for season 14, episodes 21 and 22, The Kids Aren't All Right. And that is Cody Keplinger back on the pod. Welcome. It has has been a very long time. It has been. I I can't remember what season you last joined us for, but it was a while. Fiona? Fiona was still around. Oh, wow. Uh, Holy shit. It's been her and Imogen were making. Oh, it was oh, that yeah. finale. It was that her was a gay finale. Episode. Yeah, yes. it was. The- and, yes. Uh, Adam was still alive. Oh wow! It has been quite yeah. some time. It's been a minute. Maybe yeah, season twelve, something like that. Yeah, it's got to be. Don't remember, because he died in the beginning of last season thirteen. Season. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, oh, welcome God. back. We're very excited to have you. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Um, and Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summaries? Sure. Uh, They're actually pretty short. (laughs) Thank God, because we've all learned as a unit, I get, I struggle to read out loud. All right. (laughs) The kids aren't all right. Part one. Zig learns the truth behind some recent events, and now he's an accomplice to a crime. Okay. Uh, with opening night fast approaching, Frankie finds herself falling for Winston all over again. Given their rocky past, she's determined not to get hurt this time around. Frankie comes up with a plan to test Winston's fidelity. Becky is happy with Jonah, but Drew isn't having it. He's convinced Jonah is not a good guy, and he's trying to prove that to Becky. I'm still confused where that suspicion came from, initially from Drew. It, it, it feels out of nowhere, but also, I love that Frankie gets more lines in this than Zig does. Yeah. <laughs> Zig gets one line. Zig learns the truth behind some recent events, and now he's an accomplice to a crime. Extremely vague. So vague. All right. Kids aren't all right, part two. Vince's actions have put Zig, and now even Maya, in harm's way. With only a day until the play premieres, Winston finds, him- finds himself without a leading lady. Drew's accusations towards Jonah are now making Becky suspicious. I feel like this is making it seem like Drew has a much bigger part in this yeah. entire situation. I think he's got maybe yeah. six months. Like yeah. Yeah confusing um but okay wiki (laughs) um but the episode is called the kids aren't all right which is a 1998 song by the offspring and i would have to agree most of these kids are not all right (laughs) on degrassi this week truly um there are major crimes happening frankie has some very deluded plans in terms of testing Winston's fidelity when they're not actually together um yeah. I mean there's literal gang activity yeah yeah and apparently Jonah is involved in all of this in some way I I have so many questions <laughs> same hard same I am and I okay I have so many questions and I've seen all of next class where Jonah is still a character oh god and I still have so many questions <laughs> so it's just not gonna ever get cleared up for us no I'm I, never gonna understand where this came from I do not trust him anymore and no. I, nor will I ever again no but I, I still laugh every time they say straight edge so it just <laughs> fucking rocks oh, my oh. world my notes include me writing the word straight edge like three times with the question, what era is this? God. I mean, it's, 
feel it's I know it's like 2015, but it feels like 2007. Like, do you even know what straight edge is? God. Earlier. Oh, Jonah. Um, all right. Well, let's just dive into it, I guess. Um, all, everyone involved in this play has shown up early because Imogen has called them all for a meeting. And she leads them into the theater. And the stage is all decked out. And it's beautiful. And it's very exciting. She also calls them chickens, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I'm very endeared towards Imogen. Do we want to get I in- always love Imogen. Imogen's great. Do we want to do fashion please? Because my first note is about her dress here, which is very cute. I can't I couldn't yes. tell what the pattern was because the screen was very blurry. But there it's like a nice little polka dot esque pattern with the bow tied at the back, and I think she's wearing a cherry necklace as well. She's adorable. I love her. Um, I have four pages of notes and not a ton of fashion notes, but <laughs> the volunteer shirts, the font is weird and the oh, shirts are those. so bright, like just so neon. And they reminded me of like the shirts that I used to have to wear for like orientation leader and, and yeah. like tour guide in college for yeah. like events. So it was like, you what? have to be as fluorescent as possible. <laughs> what color were they even? Were they yellow or were they green? I couldn't tell. I think they were yellow. They were like a okay. highlighter yellow. I have this theory. So my personal trainer and I were talking about, because I was joking with her about how my mom, not my mom, my grandmother, actually manages to look good in yellow and what a feat that is. <laughs> and my personal trainer was like, "Does it, she's like, I think I literally own one yellow item. And we both agree that the teeth that you get for like stuff that are yellow, because yellow must be cheaper to make because no one wants it. Oh, maybe. Because <laughs> no one... No one wants to wear yellow. The only time I've ever worn yellow by choice was a t-shirt like that, like a volunteer t-shirt. Yeah, I don't have, I I think I might have a few like mustard colored things. I like a mustard yellow. But but, like straight up yellow, don't have a, I don't, can't think of anything that I have for that. Yeah, I think it's also like, I think it's a part of also the like, if you have to like, lead people doing a thing and you need to be like immediately recognizable there's something to be said for having like a neon like horrible shirt yeah because you're the only one who's going to be wearing that color because no one else is going to want to wear yellow (laughs) terrible exactly truly um Um, although i did have a note that becky's hair is very shiny it is very shiny it is always shiny maya's guitar necklace is back um Frankie also wears yellow. She wears a polka dot skirt with like a yellow V-neck. But again, it was more of like a deeper mustard yellow, I think. I thought that I thought that item or that outfit was really cute. I have that in my notes. But I also thought it was funny because where I'm from, like you would get made fun of in school if you wore a skirt to school. Like oh, really? you would be teased about it. Yeah. Like I'm from farm country, so if you weren't in jeans and a t-shirt or some camo, you were too dressy. Gotcha, makes sense. <laughs> so I knew a girl who wore like dresses every day and like like not like heels, heels, but like little kitten heels. Like she looked cute. Like she looked like a girl you would see on Degrassi. And people made so much fun of her because of how she dressed because it was too it was too nice, it was too fancy, that's so funny. Wow. Yeah, I'm. We're also grew up really, really poor, so that might also be part of it. Gotcha. If you looked too rich, you got made fun of. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, oh, Lola wears this, like, chunky gold necklace That's I really, like, I could never pull off, but it's definitely, like, a look. I, definitely... I am so glad 
I'm here when Lola is here because I love her so <laughs> I much. I love her too. She's Thank great. you. I've I've definitely warmed to her. I did not take any notes in part two of this episode, so that is all that I have. Um, <laughs> my next note is ew, blue hair. It just that that mean. Oh, kid, that mean kid. The I mean couldn't kid tell if that he had... clearly had like the manic panic hot topic box dye blue hair. I couldn't tell if that was the case because I watched it on my Apple TV, so it was like even more blown out, and the quality on YouTube's already horrible. So yeah, no, it was definitely blue. It was definitely manic panic from Hot Topic. It was bad luck. Um, Zoe, when Zoe wore the glasses for the when she was understudying for um for Frankie. Zoe looks super cute in those glasses. She does. Adorable. Uh, the Captain Who costume is a look with everything that has going on. <laughs> Zig wore sleeves twice in this episode. True. I have that noted. Strange. That's out of character. Um, Frankie's stage makeup look at the very end is a good look for her. She's adorable. Looks really nice. Um, and I don't know if this is a fashion note, but hey, Mike, I still don't know what the rat costume's for, but I saw <laughs> it. Yeah, I only saw the rat costume as they were doing their curtain call. So unfortunately, I feel like that's not enough to send to Mike, but we should at least let him know that it did make an appearance with some kid wearing it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I still don't know I'm what sorry. it was for. All, we're going to find out that's like the third main character in the show. <laughs> it's higher build than Zig is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some of that like potion of whatever Captain Who made like spilled on the rat, which caused it to be that humongous. Who knows? Um. All right. Well, I think, are we all done with fashion police? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Great. Um. Oh, but then we find so we're at like this play practice, and is it Grace who comes in? Yeah, to spill? Grace always just comes in to spill the news about everything to Zig, and she comes in and lets him <laughs> know that Damon got shot last night, and the cops don't know who did it, and it's like, ooh, okay, so that's what happened when Zig ran away with Vince and everybody. Vince definitely shot Damon, and. And I think Grace is like, like, were you a part of this? And he's like, I hope not. And then he bounces out of rehearsal because he is freaked out, which is understandable. Um, Grace is so cool. Grace is cool. She's like in the know about everything, too. She's I mean, in this episode, she's mostly just the exposition queen. But she's still I love her style. She is she is 100 percent the kind of girl I would have tried very hard to be friends with in high school. <laughs> I feel that I'm ready for her to have more like storylines on her own yeah does that happen she in does class? perfect good. yes very excited for good. that good because she like now we just kind of know her as the friend or the exposition like we don't know her in like any of her real life stuff yeah except i'm suspicious that she is bare minimum by <laughs> probably yeah. i would expect, yeah. i know i know the answer to that <laughs> guess we'll see um but then zig starts interrogating tiny and it's like, oh, yeah, of course, this is what happened. Of course, Vince did it. And he wants to go to Jose, a.k.a. the gang ghoster. But Tiny like just wants to pretend that everything is normal and that nothing happened. And we can't snitch. We can't talk. And it's very stressful. Yeah, because he's also like convinced that Damon isn't going to tell anyone. Yeah, which I don't understand where that is coming from. No. But I'm very concerned. And then... Are we at the play practice? Yeah, we're at play practice. 
and Winston and Frankie are like singing together and Winston is obviously still in love with her. There are vibes, guys. And he got her an antacid because he knows her so well and that she would need one in this time of like stress and anxiety. Which honestly doesn't feel like a huge leap for anyone. <laughs> True. No, it's like, I know you have a nervous stomach, nervous stomach, just like almost everyone else in the world. I, just, I find this it funny because that comes back later. Uh, but not the nervous stomach, but the antacid. But um, <laughs> my only note is Frankie is Frankie's actually a surprisingly decent singer. But the music that plays under her singing, there's a lot of weird beepy sounds. And I'm like, this is too electronic. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. But she is pretty also, good. Like, everyone in this play is, like, not bad. I would say she's the best. She's definitely the best. And is Miles oh, better than everybody else who sings in this play? That is true. She is kind of carrying the team. But they can harmonize like, with her well. Yeah. My, my notes for Winston and Zig are, they truly do sound like the kids you would see in a normal high school yes. musical production. It's very realistic, which I appreciate. Um, I'm like, Disney show or they hire specifically kids who are good at acting or good at singing yes um but and he, he's talking to Frankie and he's like hey I know things have been weird but I really hope after all of this that we can be friends or something which is a nice sentiment um but then we're at the hospital and Dallas Allie and Becky are volunteering in those awful shirts and Becky is like super amped and she, like, wants to, like, see all the procedures. And she clearly watches a lot of Grey's Anatomy. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm like, she's for sure going to be pre-med. Like, that has to be her path. She wants to see, like, surgery. And it's like, girl, you're just here to volunteer. I don't think they would allow you to do that. But, okay. Yeah, um, she, I think at one point she says, maybe they'll let us do an appendectomy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like mm, no. Don't know about that. Um, but And we find out that... Dallas is here because Claire was going to participate before she got suspended. And then Drew rolls up and has to be Becky's partner for like passing out library books. And then they like go into Damon's room where he is after his um, gunshot wound situation. And Drew just starts like snooping on his charts, which is like definitely illegal probably yeah and then they start talking about because like so they're talking about jonah and then they start relating it to damon who they both don't realize goes to their school for some reason and oh, like, I have also thoughts on that not later. they're like not checking to see if he's awake or anything they're just like well uh, they're like doing this weird metaphor but it's like awkward and right in front of this person who they don't remember i don't know okay. i hated well, it but- because Drew is like, Drew says something like, uh, see, he got shot. You know, clear, basically saying he's clearly a bad, you know, like a bad guy or something. He got himself in trouble. And Becky's, Becky is like, or he's someone just like us who's misunderstood. And Damon, Damon is like, or he's just a guy who wants to sleep and you two won't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's very odd. I did not enjoy it. And then they like bounce and like they leave the library card in there. Yeah, I appreciate that Becky had the decency to be like, I am so sorry. Yeah, I don't even think they apologize. Becky, Becky does. Okay. Becky's uh, well, like, I am so sorry. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go. Yes. Um, but then Zit, we're with Zig, and he walks into a classroom and starts talking to Maya and like is basically just like, hey, can you be my alibi for last night? But I'm like, I'm glad he's at least telling her the truth and being upfront about what is happening. But it's still just 
also heartbreaking because he's so scared. And I really want him to go to the gang ghoster. And I'm very concerned about his well-being. But then a detective, like, shows... We find out and a detective is here and wants to talk to Zig. And we're kind of left on that cliffhanger after this scene. Well, Zig tells Maya, I didn't think Vince could do this. Or didn't, didn't think Vince could do something like this. And I have... I wrote that quote down because my follow-up was... Did he, has no one informed him of the Bianca storyline? Yeah, from seriously. Yeah. I, I have, I have questions about that Like Vince on. has straight up already been to jail. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to talk about. Like I was going to wait until later on, but spoiler alert, he gets arrested. But didn't he already like, I don't know why they keep talking like he's going to go away forever. He did this exact same thing and he's already out. Yeah. But he did go away for a little bit. Did he? It's been like... It's like been two like, seasons. It's been like since the last time Cody was on the show. That's how long Yeah, I think, the Bianca, I think the Bianca storyline was happening when I was on the show last time. Oh my gosh. So it hasn't been that long. If he went away for it, he went away for like a year, maybe. God, but time I, doesn't like I make any sense on the show. I don't so. remember what the timeline is compared to like when that happened and where we are now. Drew is still a senior, so it had to have been a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, because he's in his second senior year, right? Yeah, Can I think yeah. Back? yeah. 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 Uh, so it had to have been a year ago. So like probably at least a year. Yeah, I don't know, man. And he's already out committing crimes. Did he and actually shoot again? somebody? Yeah, he shot. Didn't he shoot Adam? Was that him? Yeah. God, I have no memory. <laughs> yeah, he shot Adam. Yeah, so yeah, the same thing. But maybe since it's a second offense, it could be he could get punished more because he clearly is still doing this. I can't remember if he's the one who shot Adam or not. I don't remember that part, but I know specifically that, like, he was involved with the whole Bianca Drew killing that guy outside of the the concert, and then his interactions with Bianca after. I remember those. Yeah, no, because well, they the, like the, it killed... was like the crux of it. It was like the very end, and he shows up at the dance that they're at, and he goes to shoot Bianca, I think, and he shoots Adam by accident. Okay, because like Adam like blocks or whatever, and then they go like to his hideaway and get him arrested. Right, right, right. It's a whole thing. But this is, yes. But and since one year later, he is out doing this again. He's, a, he's not even a serial killer. He's like a serial, just like attempted <laughs> harmer. But since it's like a repeat offense, maybe he will get punished more severely than the last time. Why didn't he go to jail last time? He Why? did go to jail. I know, but for less than a year. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very confused. And the fact that Zig is like, I didn't think he could do this. That part confuses me. So, like, wouldn't he been aware of, like, all the Bianca stuff that went down? Like, even though he doesn't know Bianca or, or Drew that well, like. You would know that a shooting took place at your school. You would, yeah. And you would definitely know. And Tiny would know yeah. all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's friends with both of them. Yeah. I don't know. So, man. that could be. Although, who knows? Apparently, the school is much bigger than we realized because no one realized Damien went to their school somehow. Yeah. Who knows? Damien, um, not Damien. <laughs> Honestly, I think of it as interchangeable. <laughs> um, but then we're with Frankie and Shay. And Frankie's talking about how she's also still in love with Winston. And Shay is very against this. And... <gasps> Then, Which is my favorite line of the whole episode. <laughs> Which is, 
But he gave me antacid. <laughs> yes, that is the reason to give him another chance, Frankie. But she still, tr like, clearly does not trust him. So she says that he has to prove to her that he'll never cheat again. And so now she's making Lola, like, scheme <laughs> against him to lure him into, like, kissing her again. To prove that he won't do it again. It's the stupidest plan ever because he is a single person. Like, you are not dating him right now. If he were to kiss Lola, he would not be in the raw. I mean, it still would be sketchy because of what happened. Like, but it again, wouldn't be cool. He is a single man. Like, it would not, this would like, not be cheating. Yeah, it would not harm his chance. I mean, it would harm his, like, it would make them non-existent with Frankie. But, like, it's not, yeah. it's not cheating because they're not together. Yeah. My favorite thing about this, though, is that we don't get the full plan in this moment because it's Frankie and Shay and poor Shay. Shay tries so hard to be the voice of reason throughout this entire yeah. two-parter. <laughs> um, but Fra Frankie, they're like talking about like Winston and then Lola comes up and is like, ooh, who are we gossiping about? Who kissed who now? Yeah. Like, oh, Lola. <laughs> and they're like, I know. And Frankie's like, you. all right, well, if you want to get back in my good graces, I have a plan for you. And it's just you like. You have to try and kiss my ex-boyfriend. And Lola's like, oh. So like bizarre. Lola, you're so cute. <laughs> I love Lola so much. Big fan. Uh, but then we're with the detective, who also, by the way, saw the original Wicked cast on Broadway with I Idina. I was like, I, I mean, hard same. I did too. It was amazing. And Kristen Chenoweth. But like, I I really enjoyed that. I was like, that's such a weird. Such a weird choice for this detective. Also, He's like, I, I love that Idina Menzel. And I'm like, this is a weird shout out to Idina Menzel. Also, I feel like it says something about how old I am that this detective is the man I've been the most attracted to in this show in a while. <laughs> <laughs> like, like genuinely attracted, not been like, oh, look at this pretty young man. Like, genuinely, I was like, I'd fuck that detective. <laughs> oh is it because he saw the original cast of Wicked? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, I think it's just that he was the closest thing I've seen to like kind of hot and age appropriate in a while on this show. Um, but anyway, apparently they've been keeping an eye on Zig, and he's threatening him with jail time if he doesn't speak up about what happened. And it's just it's very I, weighted. I think it says something about my upbringing that my note for this scene is in all caps: "Don't speak without a lawyer present." Truly, though. That's also true, though. That's what I was thinking. I, so I grew up in a courthouse because my mom, my grandmother was a circuit court clerk and my mom worked for her. So I grew up like delivering dockets around the courthouse. And my mom taught me young. And my grandfather is a cop even or was a cop before he passed away. But my mom has ta taught me young. Even if you're completely innocent, even if you did nothing wrong, you say nothing until your lawyer gets there. Yeah, that's just good sense that's just yeah yeah meanwhile the advice that i got from my lawyer uncle if i ever got arrested is deny 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 <laughs> great that's just something about about your upbringing too yeah <laughs> that is real true and i was never coached to do anything which i think also says something about my upbringing yep. <laughs> don't no, talk mom, about anything my um, mom has told me dozens of times she also used to work for lawyers i think that plays a big part in too and she's like i don't care how innocent you are a lot of innocent people think that if they get a lawyer involved it's a sign of guilt it's not get a lawyer there yeah but my mom also does not super trust police <laughs> for a variety of reasons i mean um, hard we, to say i mean fair yeah 
Yeah, and so my mom, especially where we're from, where there is some corruption that she was aware of because she worked at the courthouse. And so my mom was always just like, you never know if they're going to try to plant something on you. Always have a lawyer. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try not to get arrested. That's my goal. But, <laughs> but also, like, with kids, like, coerced confessions is a very real yeah. phenomenon that happens. So, And to be fair, this detective did win me over by the end and seemed like a, a decent dude. But I'm still like, Zig, have a lawyer present. You're, you're, you're owed a lawyer. At least call your gang ghoster or something. something. Yes. Call Jose. Call Jose. Um, but he doesn't say anything because uh, snitches get stitches. Um, but then we're with Becky, who's in class. And someone, I can't remember, comes by collecting yearbook money. And Becky goes to her wallet to try to find it. But it seems that she has been robbed, potentially by a patient. They want us to think that it's Damon. But I was like, hmm, it's fucking Jonah. Well, yep, definitely Jonah. Setting, Jonah's sitting right there next to her playing his guitar because whatever. He's annoying. <laughs> and he's like, are you sure you didn't leave it at home? Did you leave your purse anywhere? And this is why I have big issues with Jonah later. And I will, I will bring it up more. But he... He basically, like, makes her think, like, she must have lost it somehow. Yeah. Not cool, bro. Um, but then we, where are we? Something with Zig, because uh, wrote more sleeves, and that's my, literally my only note <laughs> for the scene. All right, my guitar necklace, Tiny needs to talk to Zig, ominous. Oh, it's because Zig is doing his costume fitting, and Imogen is, like, has to go do something and he's like talking to like Maya comes over to talk to him and he's like I'm in the clear blah 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 whatever and Maya's like oh that's great and then Tiny comes over and he's like I have to talk to you and it's like very ominous yeah he thinks like now that the detective is done talking to him it's all gonna be fine and it's over now which is not true but then we are back with Frankie and Shay during this horrible idea and Shay is like this is a terrible idea. Like, you should just talk to him about this. Like, if you want to, like, have an honest conversation and know where he's at, just talk to him like a normal, trusting person would do. And but... Frankie's like, I'm never going to trust him if I don't, like, test him first. Which girl is when you know you need therapy? She's like, if I ask him about it, he's just going to deny that I'll do it again. And it's like, oh, girl, this is therapy. a bad idea. Well, she has this, she has this whole thing about, like, how, like something like waiting and wait until he can cheat, you know? And, he's, and she's like, at least that's how I think boys' brains work. And I'm like, oh, baby girl. Oh, no, no, no. She has been traumatized. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, she really needs say. a therapy about the dad stuff. Oh, yeah. Because that's yeah. what's informing the Winston stuff. Mm hmm. Yes. But, but then. Porsche having to deal with Frankie and Lola. <laughs> I love Lola, but. Yeah. They're both missed. She's just caught in the middle of this nonsense. Um, but then we're with, like, Tiny leads Zig outside to Vince, who is here to intimidate Zig into keeping quiet, and he wants him to prove, like, his loyalty to him, um, which involves collecting a debt for him because of, for, like, drug things. And I'm like, oh, no, this sounds very dangerous. Even though it doesn't actually end up being dangerous, I'm still not happy yeah about i was expecting something way more intimidating than fucking jonah me? yeah <laughs> i was like yeah, oh no too. big scary debt owed from jonah um however this is our first shot of zig sleeveless in the episode i'm surprised it took it's this long he has rain i know sleeves and no sleeves 
But and, I did write down, because you guys are correct, he truly is on a, a completely different show. Honestly. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, to go from Frankie and Lola to that. Truly, yeah. It's just so two different shows. But then Becky is back at the hospital accusing Damon of stealing from her. And he's like, girl, it wasn't me, even if I wanted to. I can't walk. Yeah, he got shot in the leg. So, okay, so he just got shot in the leg. We don't know if he's actually, like, paralyzed or anything. No, I think it's just that he got shot in the leg, so he can't really walk around. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Although, there is a line that I think is the most important line of this entire episode, which is, because Damon says something, well, you're just like all the other kids at our school. And Becky goes, you go to Degrassi? And I'm like, I feel like this is a meta-acknowledgement that... The Damon Vince Zig storyline is happening somewhere completely different. Honestly. Yeah. Than anywhere else. Yeah. It's a different show. Totally different show. This is happening at a totally different school. <laughs> Honestly. Um, so Becky is all of us. You go to Degrassi. But then we're back to the Frankie situation. And um, I'm just like. Just listen to Shay. You clearly still cannot trust him. This is a bad idea. Yeah, because Frankie says something and then Shay gave, gives her a look and Frankie goes, oh, I'm crazy, aren't I? And I was like, girl, I've never related more to you. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like, cool. I mean, I've definitely, like, done the thing where I, like, did a thing that was totally my fault and then got furious about it in, like, a weird, like, jealousy thing or whatever and been like, oh, I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> I saw a but tweet is- the other day that was, like, some some guy tweeted, like, like like uh, the greeting card aisle needs a section that goes sorry that I was acting literally insane <laughs> because I I need to buy that card like in stock like always. Um, but but then- this is also when we see Lola actually do the plan because Frankie had told her you know what Winston likes and Lola goes eye contact and hand, hand uh, arm and leg touching got it and God. goes away and, and then, then we see. My favorite, li- my other favorite line of the episode, which is, I love these pants. They do nice things for your calves. <laughs> <laughs> Lola is all in. She's, she's very method. She's hilarious. And then Winston asks I've her. I've never to- complimented a man's calves before. <laughs> that, that never felt like <laughs> something that I had in my pocket. <laughs> I have admired a man's calves before. I don't think I've ever admired a man's calves. I probably, I definitely have, but it's probably like, but it's like from a far, like an athlete person who like I have never seen in person. I don't think I've ever like met a like hot dude and been like, but look at those calves. Though. <laughs> like I maybe I'm just like not like you know how like some guys are like butt guys and some guys are like boob guys. I'm not a calf girl. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a calf girl, but I'm not like not a calf girl. You know, I can uh, I can appreciate a good pair of calves, I guess. But it's not where my eyes go first. But if I notice them, I'm like, oh hey, nice. <laughs> I I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I am pretty damn gay, so I notice calves on girls, but not guys. Still, though, I don't think I've ever, I would ever tell a girl, these pants look great on you. They do great things for your calves. No. I would be like, they do it's great things for your, you know, for your ass or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. who, who uses, but I guess that was Lola trying to be subtle. Lola's like, if I say it, that's nice things for his butt, that's too forward. But if I say calves, that's subtle. <laughs> that's PG. Yeah. It's also, it's hard to compliment a man's body. 
like because if you're like your butt looks great like every straight man i know is gonna be like what is happening right now (laughs) like i don't know a single straight man that would take that compliment and like earnestly be like thank you thank you so much they'd all be like what the fuck is wrong with you uh (laughs) i'm going what about my arms or my abs yeah i feel like the only body part that's easy to like compliment a man on is maybe his arms yeah it's arms maybe hair that's maybe it. hair eyes yeah yeah Abs. yeah but then they'd have to be shirtless yeah they'd have to be but i always like would feel very in. i like, feel very uncomfortable saying being like you have really nice abs to somebody yeah. <laughs> your abs look great <laughs> yeah it's it's just awkward um but then winston asks lola to go somewhere more private and then this was was when I was like, oh, he knows exactly what is yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah. Um, He's actually a pretty smart dude. But then we are with Zig and his intimidation tactics. And this is when we find out that Jonah is the one who owes money. And he definitely <laughs> stole from Becky. And Becky, like, oh, like, sees all of this happening from a distance and is shocked and, like, feels very betrayed. And Tiny sees her watching and kind of gets in her face. Yeah, it's weird. And then Drew, well, like, comes by and is like, hey, I'm sorry I said all those things about Jonah. And it's like, well, that came too late because now Becky knows exactly who Jonah is. And you well, were also, weirdly I'm so right. Proud. Yeah. I'm so proud of Drew. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, like, for he's apologizing. Trying. He's being yes. nice. But I'm also just still confused of where his weird suspicions came from in the first place. I think it's just a jealousy thing. I guess, but it was I think just it's just because like he's timed. like alt and wears eyeliner, and Drew's like jealous that Becky likes him anyway. <laughs> so Drew's like, I don't trust this like weird emo boy that you're attracted to for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. But I will tell you this: like I said, I've watched Next Class, and I'm still baffled by Jonah being somehow involved with Vince. It's odd and confusing we later i guess we'll get to it later but it's like apparently an old debt but i'm like still "Mm, i don't trust that he said it's an old debt but here's my issue um jonah said i i'm a i'm a little late and uh zig says try months i'm like an old debt like as in like a couple of months old because jonah that's recent when did straight edge start for you bro i feel like straight edge started pretty recently for jonah well then, okay. <laughs> um, but also, I feel like Becky is just learning so much about her school that she didn't know until yeah. today. Yeah, honestly, she's making so many new friends. But then we're back with Winston and Lola, and he's saying, "Don't you just love my locker? It's just so private." Because <laughs> he definitely knows what's going on, and he's like, kind of like leaning into her and like playing it up, and then. Frankie like storms in and is like, I knew I couldn't trust you. And he's like, oh yeah. Like, and then he's like, I knew exactly what was happening. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This is ridiculous. Just like talk to me. And he also is like, it was like a minor indiscretion. Like, you know, like a moment of weakness. And Lola's like, we didn't even use tongue. Yeah. I mean, cheating is cheating. Like she can break up with you all she wants. But I, I think that he is maybe picking up on the fact that this isn't only about him. Yeah. But, like, neither of them knows how to articulate that. So instead he calls her crazy, which I don't like. Yeah. No, I did not. I did not like him calling her psycho. That said, when she's like, fine, then I'm not going to be in the musical. I was like, Frankie. 
Yeah, Girl. that was dumb. It's not, it's not just Winston you're screwing over by that by doing that. Yeah, it's not cool. Although I wouldn't say she's acting like crazy in any way. I just think she's acting 14 or 15. Yeah, or 15, yeah. yeah. But I did I did Lola for saying, we didn't even use tongue. And Frankie just goes, gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, but I did also, there was one moment where I can't remember, but I think Winston said that he and Lola were like talking about Catcher in the Rye or something like that. And Frankie's <laughs> like, Lola's never read that or whatever. And Winston like defends Lola's intelligence. And he's like, I think you're underestimating what Lola knows or yeah. something. And I, I was like, yay, I'm glad that like we're sticking up for Lola in this moment. But then he continues to be like annoying and calls her crazy. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that out of anyone on this show, Frankie is the one who like underestimates Lola the most. Oh, a hundred percent. Like she constantly Definitely. calls her dumb. Yeah. Like Definitely. all the time she calls her dumb. Winston refers to Lola as our candy haired friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very accurate. That's what she is. Um honestly everyone should be nicer to Lola. Yes. Lola's great. She's too good for all of them. Um, but then we are, like, I don't remember where we are. Oh, we're with Tiny and Zig and Oh, this Grace, thing broke my heart. I believe this, yeah, this really, this broke my heart, too. So Tiny is saying that, like, Damon's, like, crew are gonna, like, come for come, them. Exactly, like, at the musical and at class and blah, blah, blah. And they also target Maya and their threats. Yes. And then my saddest part that, like, really bummed me out was he was like, yeah, you know, it's like, whoever and he mentions like someone named Jason like look out for Jason or whatever and um Zig just goes Jason from our science class and that like broke my I was like that is so because he sounded like so sweet and earnest when he said it and I was like that's just so so sad like they're just babies they're kids yeah, the part that broke my heart was when Tiny goes, I don't want to get hurt again. I was like, oh right you you were stabbed just recently buddy. And, and, they, and all of them are children on, like, all sides. Yeah. I feel like they're just, like, all these, like, child peons that have, like, a guy like Vince at the top who's, like, a little bit older and, like, orchestrating. Yeah. But then Zig is, like, getting angry and he's like, we gotta fight. We gotta stand up to this, these threats. Like, we can't sit down anymore or something. I'm like, no! Go to Jose. Go to the police. This is dangerous. Um, But then we're at the pill and Z- we're at the play. and pill comes in oh zoe's filling in for frankie but then pill comes in and is like imogen i need to talk to you um we might need to like cancel the musical or something and that's like where it dramatically ends and everyone's like what and i'm like i'm assuming this is first like security concerns because the there are threats being made against people in the play from this gang activity and then part two starts with tiny zig and vince at their house and Vince is like trying to come up with a plan to protect them and he's like we need to lay low we need to not engage with this and I'm like why am I agreeing with Vince right now <laughs> yeah this whole the whole second half half of this like all of part two like makes me kind of like Vince which is really conflicting for the arrest I mean I feel like again like we we go back to i think we were talking about either last week or the week before where it's like vince is a smart person which makes him scarier yeah and when he he's good at pretend he's good at making himself seem endearing like i had a moment when at some point when he talks to zig about of course i'm gonna come see you perform in the musical yeah i was like that's 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 sweet 
He's a psychopath. I, I, I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. Like, he seems to genuinely care about Tiny and Zig. And then I'm like, he just shot a kid. Yeah. yeah. He's a psychopath. He knows how to, like, mimic. He's charismatic. He knows how to mimic good behavior and to, like, draw people in. But he will not hesitate to shoot somebody. A child. It's, it's like, very alarming. Because it's, yeah. like, very easy to fall for. Because I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, he wants to go to the musical. And, oh, he, like, wants them to take care of themselves. And he's worried. But it's like, no, he's, like... Like you said, he's a psychopath. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bummer time. But then we are with Becky, and she's telling Drew about how Jonah stole her money. And I think we're back at the hospital, and they're back in Damon's room, and they're asking Damon about, like, she's like, what would, like, what would you say, like, two guys confronting a guy and get it i don't know she like explains what happens to jonah she's like what would that mean and he's like drugs that has to do with drugs obviously yeah that's generally the gist i don't know well first her and drew come in to like do their regular jobs and then damon asks her in front of drew about the jonah stuff yeah. and like about the money and then she has to come clean which is really awkward for everybody but i thought drew handled it really well yeah He's he was, not, he's not, I told you sewing. No, he's like, whatever you want to like talk about, like you don't have to talk about it. It's fine. Yeah. He's really growing. He is. Becky or he's goes, really angling Becky, to be with Becky again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Becky also goes at one point, but he's straight edge. And I was just like, again, <laughs> what era is this? It doesn't mean anything. Oh, it's so dumb. But then we're with Pill and Imogen, and it's like, yes, obviously, Ms. Bill has security concerns, and Imogen's like, but the play, it has to go on. And it's like, girl, what part of security concerns do you not understand? But we learn that there will be increased security and police presence at the play, and I'm like, good, good steps here. And Imogen's like, okay, great, awesome. This is, yeah, great. I don't know. That's kind of all that happens here. But then, Zig, then is this when we're in the hallway and we have the confrontation? Yes. And Zig is yes. telling Damon's boys to stay away, but they threatened Maya to Zig's face. So then he gets really aggro and they start like, like tussling in the hallway. It's a whole thing. And I hate this trope too because there's the "you think you can threaten my girlfriend and get away with it" line Zig has, and I'm like, can we stop treating Maya like she's? Maya's only role in this entire episode is someone Zig feels like he has to protect. Yeah. That is the only role she plays in the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then... She's just forever the delicate flower in every the damsel. other person's, like, storyline. And honestly, I think Maya deserves better. She does. Well, then he gets aggro, and she's like, Zig! And Zig backs off, and one of them's like, oh, he's whipped. And I'm like, who said <laughs> whipped in 20 like 15 16 or whatever year know. this is children i don't know yes uh and then they're like all right we're gonna deal with this after the musical then i guess they decide to like like settle this outside later um and zig is just like spiraling and he feels like he's out of options and he doesn't know what to do maya wants him to go to the police but he feels like he can't because he doesn't want to betray like tiny invent it's like a whole horrible very sad situation and i just want zig to get help i agree but then we're, we're back at the musical and my first note is zoe is such a theater kid <laughs> she's it, so cute in her little glasses I also we like found it. out earlier 
We also find out earlier she has a photographic memory, apparently. She just drops that in there. I think she's mentioned it before. I feel like, yeah. Um, (laughs) I find that funny every time. (laughs) It's it's always good. Like, it's just a fun facet of Zoe. But then they're, like, practicing the song, but Winston can't bring himself to kiss Zoe. I I have so many quotes written down because Zoe goes, are you worried you'll get excited (laughs) he's like i don't he's like i just don't i can't kiss anyone who's not frankie and she's like okay well what about fucking lola and he's like does everyone know about that and she's like yes 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 they do she also says do i have to explain everything to you and he goes yes yes (laughs) and zoe tells him that he should go easier on frankie because she's going through it with their parents divorce and that's probably has a lot to do with her trust issues and like what has been happening with her lately yes Um, honestly it's a really good exchange it's like sometimes the show does not get like dialogue that's really fun and uh this time i feel like we did a good job yeah like i enjoyed all the back and forth with winston (laughs) and zoe oh there's an important note Maybe I just was reading my notes and missed it. Did we touch on the fact that, because I have issues with the timeline in this episode. Did we touch on the fact that Damon asked to borrow Becky's phone to send a message? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think he did it yet. Yes, he did. Did it already happen? Yes, because I have a note later for when it comes up. Oh, right. You're so right. Out of order. I'm like, it's so hard. That's like the hardest thing for me with doing this show is like, trying to keep track of my notes and also listen to the conversation that I'm currently having at the same time, yes. which is why Holland always thinks that I'm not paying attention. If I repeat something and I'm like, no, I'm just trying to do three things. And my brain is stupid. I, I bring this up because when that comes, we have seen Zig since then, since Becky sent like Becky allowed Damon to use her phone to send the message. We have seen Zig since then. Yeah. And he doesn't have matter. his phone. It's because his yeah, phone's in that weird van. Is that why? Well, yeah. no, okay, I still, I still have issues with, with it because he's like, incoming message. I'm like, that should, I've already just been there. Well, no, not if his phone Maybe was Maybe it's off. turned off. Maybe. Okay, that makes more sense. I have, it's in my notes. I'm like, why is this now? <laughs> no, I think it's because they all have to turn their phones off and keep it in that van for some unknown reason. <laughs> well, yeah, they're like not allowed to have phones in the school anymore, but right, I'm so sorry, confused was... about that van. I have no idea what the van is. Um, I yeah I'm sorry I didn't mean to skip ahead because we still have to deal with some Winston stuff but no problem. I was like I was looking at my notes I was like did we touch on the fact that Becky allowed Damon to send a message but on yes. her phone yeah yes. we totally glossed over that also what did you guys think the message was gonna be because I thought it was gonna be like a signal to all of his boys to like make some shit go down I like I had no idea forgot that it happened <laughs> until like it, like he Zig opened his phone again I'm like oh yeah I forgot about that I thought it was gonna be something really sinister. I did not it give well, they made it yeah. seem. They made it they seem, made it like seem like sinister. It they made it seem like Becky had to really make a choice as to whether or not to let him use her phone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but then... Winston uses a payphone. That's my notes. And I was like, why is there a payphone? Well, first, Becky confronts Jonah in the Zen Garden about the drugs. And he's like, this was an old debt. Bleh. And I'm like, okay, sure, Jan. Like, I don't believe you. <laughs> And that I don't really remember how that exchange ended. <laughs> I do kind of believe that it was an old debt, but I'm also like, eh. But by old, you mean like three months? Yeah, by old, <laughs> I mean three months, because three months in high school is a pretty long time. I guess, but like, how long have they been doing this? I have no concept of time, 95. granted, 
But, but as a person who never had a relationship in high school last, like, longer consecutively than a month for the most part. <laughs> yeah, but like, I can't – I truly don't remember whether they met before or after spring break because this season starts after spring break, so. They meet after spring break. Okay. Because they met this season. He's kind of new. Right. So it's feasibly only been, like, two months, maybe. I guess so. But I don't At know. Most. I still don't trust We don't you, know if Jonah. he was straight edge at the beginning. We just think he might have been because he was Jesus-y. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think then he was because I feel like he found, like, he, like, dove back into Jesus and being straight edge after his troubles, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what was implied. Yeah. So we know he used to sleep around a lot based yeah. on some of the stuff he said. And we know apparently he was into drugs. And I'm like, what What life were you living, bro? I feel like we learned about the drugs in this episode. I don't know if we talked about That's, drugs oh, it's before. The first, no, we have, this is the first mention of the drugs. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, but, so that's two out of three of the straight edge things. Yes. We, I yeah. guess what, if he was doing drugs, there's pro- he probably was drinking as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, then we're with Winston, who is using a payphone because apparently Degrassi still has a payphone bank. Well, no, they have the payphones because they're not allowed to have cell phones. That's why the lines are so long. Well, yeah, but did they put the payphones in because of that, or were they just still there from like the eighties? I thought they were still. My school had payphones. Really? Know if my yeah. school did. Yeah, my school totally we, had payphones. We weren't allowed to use our phones in school either, but we did not have pay phones. If you had to call someone at school, you had to go to the front desk or ask your teacher to use the phone in the classroom. I'm pretty sure my phone, my school had pay phones. I don't know. If I you truly... went to my high school, can you, like, tweet? I might just be misremembering. I, there wasn't, like, a bank of them, but I remember there being, like, the occasional pay phone. I don't know if any of them worked. I don't know if my school did. I have no idea. But we were we were allowed to like have cell phones. We just like couldn't use them in class. But we were we didn't yeah. have to like turn them in or whatever. Yeah, but we you could use them, them on locker. break and stuff. Oh, we couldn't. We had to keep them in our locker. I mean, people didn't, but we were supposed to. I think yeah. I think we were allowed to use them outside of class. Um, but anyway, he's using a payphone to leave a message for Frankie, like apologizing and begging her to come back to the musical and yada 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 it's very heartfelt um but then zig is venting to grace about how he feels out of options and it's very sad and then this is when he like gets his phone from her and he gets the message from damon which is a video message and it's just it's so sweet we get two sweet messages in a row and it's to warn him to be careful and to get out of this dangerous world he's like we used to be friends like i like I want you to get out of this. This is this is a bad cycle. We need to end it. And it's a very nice message from David. Yeah. It, it was the first sign of character growth from this character. Yeah. Finally. And then then this prompts Zig to go to the detective to come clean about Vince shooting Damon, and the detectives are like, "All right, you're still gonna be in the play. We gotta like pretend like as like nothing has happened." And we're going to arrest Vince and hopefully that will like end like the hostilities between everyone. And that will like scare everyone off from doing anything bad at the musical. Um, And then we're at the musical and it starts with Winston Simon discovering like a new renewable energy source. And then 
Frankie like waltzes in and is back in the musical, which is exciting. And we see like a large majority of the opening number. But then we're backstage and Vince comes in with a full on bouquet of roses for Zig. Which is again like the whole like, oh, but then he does this sweet thing. It's like it's very much the like abusive yeah. partner kind yeah. of behavior. Which like I'm like, oh, that's really like it like kind of tugs at your heartstrings and you're like, no, this is like classic like manipulator and abuser behavior is like when they're not forcing you to do things or hurting you or manipulating you or whatever they're like being nice yeah it's where a lot of people kind of like get stuck in that like rotation but then he gets arrested um immediately immediately and he and then he like ominously like walks out and is like break a leg or something (laughs) um but then we're back at during the musical, apparently Frankie's character's name is Ella Elliot. And then Zig comes on stage as Lucius, like, creeping around the corners, and I love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, what it, he's like, it, the, the theme of the song is basically, essentially, he, that he's the bad guy. It and says, I, say hello to the bad guy, I think is the name of got the song. To, which got Billie Eilish's bad guy stuck in my head <laughs> all night after that. So thanks. Thanks for that, Degrassi. Um, but yeah, he's not a very good singer. He's not bad, but he's very much sounds like the boy that would be in this role in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's kind of flat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like climbing the buildings and creeping around, but I enjoyed it. Me too. Yeah, Lucius, like, whatever he, your name is. When he, when he first comes out and starts singing it, you hear a girl in the audience go, woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Get it, Zig. Oh my God. Um, How much you want to bet it was Maya? <laughs> Oh, I hope so. Oh, how much of it? It wasn't Maya. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody really enjoys theater. I mean, same though. <laughs> yeah. But then we're with Becky, who's like skipping the musical because of Jonah things. And Drew was like, hey, aren't you going? And she's asking Drew for advice about what she should do. And he's like, I don't know. That's your call. And she's like, I thought you'd for sure be like, break up with him. And he's like, I just want you to be happy. And it's not helpful advice, but it is nice that he's not like trying to insert his own opinion in the situation. Yeah. Drew I agree. Is getting but better. here's my issue. Here's my issue. He says, she's like, I thought you sure you'd say break up with him. He goes, well, that wouldn't make me a very good friend. And I disagree. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, a good friend, <laughs> I think a good friend would say. Becky, you should break up with the boy who stole $200 from you and then basically kind of, I mean, let's be right, kind of gaslit her. Yeah. Billy cosign. Yeah. He no, definitely if, gaslit her. If I was dating someone who stole money from me and Holland, I turned to you and I said, I just don't know what to do. I want you to slap me in the face. <laughs> And be like, break up with him, you idiot. I don't think you have it's to worry like, about me lying to you about that sort of I don't, thing. I don't think I have to worry about you lying to me, period. But yeah, definitely, definitely just the the good advice and the good friend advice is to be like, no, fuck this guy. Run. He stole from you. He stole $200. Well, because my big issue with this whole situation is, look, I get that he was in a desperate situation. But he stole from her instead of just asking her if he could borrow it. And I get that there's pride involved, et cetera. My big issue isn't even that he stole from her. My big issue is he stole from her. And then when she realized the money was gone, he made her think that maybe she lost it or maybe someone else took it. Yeah. And then when she called him out, he was like, basically pulled the, you know, it was my old wife. You don't understand. But he never actually apologized. Never. Not once. 
and does not end, apologize. She even says like you could have you sh- could have just asked me and I would have like lent you the money. I don't even remember what his response was to that, but he definitely never apologizes. No. And he like made her believe that she was going crazy and that like it clearly had to have been her fault that this happened to her. And he lied to her so seamlessly too. It's yeah. not even like he got a really bad liar about it. He was like, "Are you shouldn't leave your purse somewhere? What about, you know, at the hospital? Like he acted so cal- like calm and collected about it. Yeah. It's weird. And I'm like, yeah. And so like, I get that Drew is trying to be supportive and try not to be the jealous. And it's like, Telling you to break up with him wouldn't be what a good friend would do. I'm like, yes, it is. It's <laughs> not what a good friend would do. Yeah. No, no. Do not trust Jonah. Um, and then we're back at the musical, look. and it's my saddest. It's just watching oh. Tiny look for Vince. Like, because Tiny is the one out of everything that's happening that I feel bad for. Like, yeah, this is I his agree. big brother. Like, as much as it's like, and he knows that, like, it's a bad situation. He knows that, like, he shouldn't be involved in any of this. But this is, like the family he has so and he like needs him and looks up to him in some way so him looking around and like waiting for his brother to get there and he's not there breaks my fucking heart yeah that was very sad but i did enjoy like the comic books like sound effects visuals that like popped up on the screens on the stage i thought that was pretty cool yeah the set design on this was good hunter and what's her name did a good job yeah arlene that sounds right. Oh, Arlene, did we talk about the fact that when there was first a security risk, Imogen goes, I knew we shouldn't have let Hunter join us. Yeah, this. <laughs> she really <laughs> thought it was Hunter. Everyone always thinks it's Hunter. Yeah. Um, he is creepy, but... I mean, just let him be creepy. I knew plenty of <laughs> creepy kids who didn't do anything. But the creepiest thing is, like, he had that weird cheerleader comic book that somehow like the cheerleading team was able to blackmail him about which i'm still like that wouldn't have held up but no. okay anyway then we're with becky and jonah and she clearly does not trust him anymore and yes finally breaks up with him which is a good call I'm and i support it thank god but then we're with maya and zig backstage and yeah. maya's like everything's gonna be okay now like everything's going great now that like you like told the detectives and got Vince arrested. I don't know. She said something that clearly like spelled out what happened, which means of course Tiny was there to overhear it. Yep, and he comes out wielding a really big knife. Yeah, and he's very pissed at this. Zig. Is no like fake Eli fit stabbing situation. No, it's a big knife. And poor Tiny is just like Vince was all that I had. He's my only family. We find out like we've asked about Tiny's parents before, and we find out precisely how sad his life is. Yeah, like his yeah. dad's in jail. His mom is always on drugs. Like Vince, as shitty as Vince is, like he Vince took care takes of him. care of him. Yeah, it's he's his only option. And Zig is like, you're not alone in this. Like, you have me. We need to get out of this cycle of violence. Like, what what is you, like, harming me or Maya going to do to solve the situation that you said yourself that you want to get out of? And, like, he puts down the knife and, like, and they, like, band together. And I'm very happy that they're trying for real again to get out of the situation. And I think in the next scene we find out that they're, like Jose's gonna let them stay with him for a while. I'm like, thank God, this is what I wanted the entire time. Yep. Um, 
But there still are no guarantees that they won't get charged in the Damon shooting thing because they were both there even though they didn't do it. Yeah. But they are still cooperating, so it's TBD on what's going to happen with that. We know uh, that the detective said he was going to, quote, put in a good word for Zig. And I'm like, I, okay, right. I don't think this is how this works, for sure. <laughs> Whatever that means. Well, that's why he should have had a lawyer present. Honestly. So he could sign a thing that gave him immunity or something. Yep. Um, but then we're at curtain call, and this is where I wrote, only a passing glance at the rat costume during curtain call. Oh, Sorry, right Mike. <laughs> curtain call is like the final kiss scene oh, right. of the play. And Winston, before they kiss, says, only if you want to. Which yeah. I thought was really nice. I was like, even on stage, asking for consent. Perfect. Good job, Winston. Um, And yeah, and it looks... And then, like, after the play, like, Frankie and Winston decide they want to get back together, which, all right, sure, do you. Um, And then... It ends with Zig going to the hospital to visit Damon, and he brings them cheeseburgers and fries, and they are, like, just reconnecting and, like, trying to be friends again, and it's very nice. It is very nice. And I really enjoyed that ending. I wrote at the end, Zig fixed gangs. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <Yes. laughs> um, but, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Um, do we have a spirit squad captain? Maybe Zig? Zig. I think I have a few actually. I have Zig. Um I have, I have Tiny. Tiny. I have Shay. Oh, Poor yes. Shay. <laughs> yeah. Uh Drew. I have Drew. Uh, Drew. I'm so proud of him. But uh, Damon even. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Damon. And also Lola. Because Lola should always be the spirit squad captain. <laughs> uh um, do we have a ship? Honestly, I might go Frankie Winston. I like him at the end. I guess. That's I don't really. Sweet. I don't think I have one. Or my I ship is Becky and her independence. Yes. yes, me too. I also friendship Zig and Damon. Yes, me too. And Zig and Tiny. Yeah. And Zig and Tiny. Zig and Tiny. Yeah. All right. Um, should we get into Grapevine? Yeah. All right. I think we have one tweet. Yeah, um, it, it's just a tweet that I particularly liked. It's from Caitlin. Caps lock and drop it. The endless suggestions by at Degrassi Pod of exactly what to do on Molly is perfect and cannot be improved upon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> um, we also have an email from Laura Ann, and it's the subject is hashtag maybe it's different. And they say, hey, guys, I hope you're both well. I'm just listening to your discussions about valedictorians on the last episode. And I thought I'd share how it worked at my school in Australia. So when I was growing up, I watched a ton of American TV and I'd always seen schools give the valedictorian position to the student with the highest GPA. When I got to year 12, I was very confused finding out that we had people campaigning and we had to vote. And while we had some high achievers apply, it essentially turned into a popularity contest. And it ended up being one of our funnier, better public speakers doing it. So maybe Canada is the same. I'm really enjoying your podcast and I'm super excited for you guys to get to next class. It's a ride and a half. Thanks for all that you do, Laura. Thanks, Laura. So I guess maybe it is a popularity contest at some schools. Um, that's not how it was at mine, but (laughs) no, not at mine either. It was, it was the kid who had the highest GPA. Yeah. Also, it's always fun to get things from people in other countries because I'm like, oh, somebody in Australia listens to this podcast. (laughs) Hilarious. It's always fun. Um, but that's all the grapevine that we have for you guys today. 
If you'd like to be featured on a future Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or on Instagram at DegrassiPod. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. Also, uh, our, ep- our earlier episodes are starting to, like, disappear from Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever. I hate that it does that. It's so annoying. But everything from the beginning is still on SoundCloud. I have a pinned tweet on our Twitter page and you can find all the backlog there. It should be able to live there forever, hopefully. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KillSucks with a Z at the end. Or you can follow my bad stock photography account, Y.Stock. And Cody, would you like to plug anything on your end? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Cody, that's Cody with a K, underscore Keplinger at, uh, on Twitter and just Cody Keplinger on Instagram. Um, or my website is just CodyKeplinger.com, which is where you can find out what I actually do, which is that I'm an author. I write books. So you can find all the books there. Woohoo! Yeah, you have been super busy because that's why, spoiler alert, we haven't been able to see Cody in a while is because <laughs> she's had books come out. She's done tours. She has been busy. Yeah, this year's been a lot more, a lot slower than last year. But 20, 2018 was a wild ride. Oh, yeah. Um, but I have a new book coming out in April of 2020. Um, it's a middle grade novel, so it's for like kids ages like 8 to 12, a little younger than my, my usual audience, um, called uh, Lila and Hadley. And I'm really excited about it. So that is that is next on the on the agenda for books. That is awesome. I may or may not have proofread this book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So fun story. Holland messages me a few months ago and is like, I just realized you wrote this with one of the like past pages. Of I think Lila it was the Hadley. title page because I took on yeah. a freelance job at my work, which is the same publishing company that publishes Cody's books. And like, I didn't, I think like, I just like got like a pass and the production editor's like hey can you proofread this whatever I'm like yeah okay cool and then I took it home and I like opened it up and got to the title page I'm like oh my god this is Cody's it was so funny (laughs) but yeah it's really cute it's about a girl and her dog and I like it I don't know if I'm allowed to say that but it was really cute Uh, you are okay the summary is out the cover is the cover's been revealed at this point (laughs) I think I think the cover's been revealed I don't know I don't keep up with it I know I have advanced copies now so okay so the galleys are out so yeah yeah they would be come back when it comes out so you can promote it again well I'm very excited because you guys are going to be doing next class which I I think the quality went up when they did next class I'm actually super upset that there's not going to be more seasons of it yeah that's what Um, I've been hearing from like a lot of like people so but did they did they officially announce that it's over over no they haven't announced it but it's been over like a year and a half yeah it's been a long time since the last season um so it's it's pretty much it's pretty much canceled it's it's done i think netflix didn't pick it up which is a bummer because it's 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 really really good uh it got like way more socially progressive and just I, I thought I was really impressed. I was really impressed with it. Um, every episode is only like the 30 minute ones and there's only like 10 or 10 12 in a season. season. Yeah. 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 I will. From the one episode we watched, we were like, like, I think cause we had watched like 
that throwback Thursday reunion episode. Yeah. Like when it happened years ago, we were still, I think, in like OG Degrassi season. Yeah. You were. We were like season three or four. So, like, the social progressiveness was markedly different. And we were like, oh, wow. Next class is like doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Lola, Lola continues to be one of my favorite characters. And, uh, Grace gets storylines and Zoe, Zoe gets a lot of, a lot of growth. Um, and there's, there's just, there's some new characters and just, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I loved that I thought was really well done. I am excited. Me too. And yeah, so we'll have to have you back on in April. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but in terms of recommending other things, I have recently been binge listening to, a new discovery podcast for me it's called american girls where two women who are historians go book by book through the american girl doll books and it is amazing and i highly recommend it's they like go through the books but also there will be very long tangents about like britney spears or the bachelor like kind of interspersed one time they went on about eleanor roosevelt for a really long time which was hilarious and interesting wait can you tell me the name of that podcast it's called american girls and so they start off by talking about like the six original dolls which are felicity josefina kirsten Addie, molly and oh my god samantha uh but they go in like chronological order of when i loved felicity of okay okay well that's the first one they go in chronological order of like when each like time period of the dolls were set and then they're going to go through the rest of the dolls after that in the order that they were released but it is hilarious only they've only talked about felicity and josefina so far josefina was my favorite though she was my first one i think i had josefina i had kit I can't remember if it was. It was one of the brunettes was my other one. I had Molly. I was a Molly girl. I loved World War II history. I grew up, I grew up too poor for American Girl stuff. They're yeah. very American Girl dolls were definitely, you came from a place of privilege if you had a doll, yeah. which I it was, yeah. recognize. Uh, hard to say. We were, my, all, me and all my friends were, were Barbie kids because you could go to the dollar store and like buy like the knockoff Barbies for like two bucks. Oh, I always preferred Barbies. I think my I, I think the the American girls I liked because of the history. Yeah. But I thought the dolls themselves were a little bit creepy. I always preferred Barbie. <laughs> Plus, you could get like a million Barbie stuff. Whereas with American Girl dolls, everything it was, like, was so you it was so like... expensive. It was like just enjoy this precious like outfit whatever and like my mom held on to all of them because she's like we'll sell them for a profit when when you grow my up. mom still has all of our stuff too yeah I mean we thought about it and we like looked into it but then my um my cousin had a baby who is now like six and she came to visit us in New York and we took her to the American Girl doll school at a store, or a store. I still have never been to one of those it's super creepy me either <laughs> it's super creepy but she lost her goddamn mind I think she was like four or five and like we all chipped in and like got her like this doll or whatever um and now they have it's like much more like diverse and like, yeah because so, we wanted a doll mm-hmm. that like looked like her and like she's half mexican and it was like we were finding like everything that she wanted which was really fun and then my mom just like mailed all of my old american girl stuff to like them nice perfect because we were like she's gonna she's gonna love it more than like some weird like doll collector person like <laughs> true i'd yeah. rather i'd rather like my sweet kind of niece 
have like extra outfits and toys and stuff and I know sell it. yeah my mom definitely kept ours but I also know that our dolls were very well loved which means they are not in mint condition anymore no. so I don't even know if we could sell them because they're like I know they're all like the hair is gonna be like kind of gross and yeah it's not gonna be great um but anyway, that's my recommendation. It's a good recommendation. It's a funny podcast. I, I officially subscribed because I loved American Girls. Um, I watched, I spent all day yesterday just watching the second season of Mindhunter, and it was fucking great. Yeah. And <laughs> they focused, they, uh, the it, it was a little bit, like, weird and, like, different than last season because they did, like, the serial killer interviews for only the first couple of episodes. Although, by the way, they did, like, their casting is so good that when they interviewed like Charles Manson because I'm like I'm so like into like cults and true crime and I've read like he was like the first one that I really like was interested in reading about like I read Helter Skelter when I was in high school and like and I was like into like the hippie dippy culture and I think I just kind of like identified with like these girls who were so lost and got like overtaken did you read that book from a couple years ago lost girls I did yeah um it was you know it was okay I like it was fine fine. I thought it was I the writing was like eh um but yeah but like he was so this was like I know so much about like this story and these people that like watching this actor portray him so well I was like I went from laying down to like sitting straight up in my bed it like creeped me out so much and I loved it like they just do such (laughs) a good job with that show but they they, I was like I was literally like shaking shaking. this is so scary because it's like it was like it was like seeing him like talking about these crimes and like him like basically just being like oh no I had nothing to do with it whatever um but it's really fucking good but then they take like a weird turn and they focus only on one case that they're like trying to solve for the whole rest of the season which is another case that I'm really interested in um and also called it right away I saw like one scene and I turned to the person that I was watching it with and I was like this is what the rest of the season's gonna be about um, it was just really good, guys. Mindhunter, season two. Cool. I started watching the first season, but I kind of fell off. And I really didn't like the girl who played Jonathan Groff's girlfriend. I felt oh, like she's she gone. did a horrible job. She's gone. Don't <laughs> so worry about maybe it. Maybe I'll go back and Don't worry about it. it. She's <laughs> gone. It, it, he really doesn't get a personal life anymore after that on this show, which is ideal. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll go back. Because he is, like, the (gasps) least likable out of everyone on this show, for sure. Like, the main character. Like, he's, like, I I could talk about this show forever because it's really, like, I think it's really good. And the person that I watch it with feels differently. So (laughs) I just need to get this all out. But I think it's really good. And it's, like, he is not likable. Like, the more you watch him, you're, like, oh, he's, like, he doesn't realize, like, how elitist he is. And that he's, like, like, it's just, it's a wild ride. I don't know. That's I need to watch that show. I haven't tried it at all yet. Yeah. You have to be like into true crime to kind of stomach it, but I don't know. My whole Oh, I am. Yeah. My whole thing and like my whole thing about liking it is that like so the my whole thing with true crime is the I I don't like the gruesomeness of the actual murders and stories. Like that is not what like piques my interest. I'm not like, yeah, that's what I want to hear about. Give me details and crime scene photos. What I'm interested in is like the psychology behind it yeah so that so like something like this where it's like oh no because I don't it's not that I like the like killer I'm just the psychology behind it and like just like like finding an explanation for why something so horrible yeah is happening like I'm interested in like 
what in their lives led them to this place and like what their thinking was led them to do whatever thing that they did and you know whatever happened to like the victim in their lives like that led them to the place that they were at and I don't know I just I like the story around it yeah and this is so focused on like the psychology of everything that I'm like oh no this is like the show for me great anyway (laughs) (laughs) Cody is there anything that you would like to recommend uh sure I uh am almost done with it but I am reading a book right now Uh, it's a young adult book that I'm using in one of my classes called these witches don't burn Hmm. um it's by Isabel Sterling and it is I mean the best way to pitch it is just it's a young adult novel with lesbian witches in Salem amazing um (laughs) it's set in the modern day uh and the main character is a uh is a witch living in Salem and there's lots of jokes about how it's mostly a tourist trap for people who think they know about magic (laughs) and um she's got an ex-girlfriend who recently broke her heart and then some weird murdery things start happening in Salem and she and her ex-girlfriend have to team up to some degree to figure out uh you know what's going on and then there's a new girl coming in and all sorts of shenanigans are going down and yeah it's 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 been a wild ride um but I've I have enjoyed it so far I mean my thing is if you if it's a book about lesbian witches and I don't like it then you've done something wrong (laughs) that's an excellent like that is that is my brand so uh you know I might be a little bit biased because it is 100% up my alley but I've very much enjoyed it I would recommend it also it has a great title these witches don't burn it's a pretty solid title great title All right. Um, Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you again to Cody for coming back on the show. It was a great time. (laughs) Um, I am am excited to come back for next class when uh, most of my, like, favorite storylines happen. Perfect. It'll be fun. I'm excited. Um, And thank you to Jay, as always, for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye.